Hi, and welcome to the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Thompson. I'm a book lover, a chocoholic, and an INTJ living in a world filled with extroverts. I made this podcast to share my experiences and struggles as an introverted perfectionist and to bring the inner workings of an introvert's mind to introverts and extroverts alike. So grab a cup of tea and get comfortable. It's time to unmute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. This is the fourth and final week of the Heart of a Perfectionist Black History Month mini-series. And in case you haven't listened to any of the other episodes or you've forgotten, the theme for 2022 um, is Black Health and Wellness. So um, in my previous episodes, I have discussed some topic of black health and wellness and i will be finishing off this last week with a final topic of black health and wellness that kind of encompasses a bunch of things um, because this week we'll be talking about some facts regarding black health and wellness so um you know i'll cover things about mental health and physical health and all that kind of stuff so kind of just integrating a bunch of stuff because I think it's really important to be able to educate yourself and become aware of these things as a black individual, as a white individual, as whatever race you identify with, right? Um, And then to be able to have conversations and share these things with other people um, to make them more aware as well. Um, And I know that, you know, preparing for this episode, I was like, finding facts that I didn't know myself and I was really surprised um, about some of these things. So I'm really excited to share them with you. Um, So we're just going to kind of dive in. The first fact I have is that the structural and systematic inequalities in access to health care and health insurance, along with the negative encounters that... um, black individuals have with health professionals that have all spanned four centuries and are still going on has developed a really deep mistrust in the healthcare system for black Americans. Um, And this mistrust in the healthcare system and in health professionals negatively impacts black Americans' health. And, you know, it's really unfortunate um, because it's not a mistrust that isn't backed by anything. There have been uh, many things, such as the Tuskegee syphilis experiment that was conducted, that have just shown black Americans that they can't trust the healthcare system and medical professionals um, and kind of something I had mentioned in one of my previous episodes for this month was that um, there's such a low rate of um, black therapists I think I mentioned there's four percent of um, therapists and counselors are, are black and identify as a black individual and it's even less for physicians. I think it's around 2%. And it's just really hard to find someone who they can identify with and who can understand their struggles and their experiences from a personal point of view, right? Um, 
and so that makes it really really hard to just trust in the medical field and be able to receive treatment when you need treatment um, and just being able to confide in them about things that you might not want to address but are a little bit worried about with your health right um the second fact i have is that prioritizing self-care is vital to not just your mental health but also your overall health right um they've actually shown that people who exercise between two and eight hours per week throughout their lives decrease their risk of of death by 35 percent which is kind of crazy to me um and you might be like oh but i hate exercising i have no desire to exercise it doesn't apply to me then <laughs> well it's not just exercising right it's self self-care in general so it, it can even be little things like getting sufficient amount of sleep um right it's recommended that you get about eight hours of sleep a night um eating a healthy diet um again that doesn't mean restricting yourself and never being able to have that chocolate cake you really like or the cheesecake or whatever it may be for you um but just making sure that you incorporate more vegetables and more fruits and getting your protein and all that good stuff into your body as well um and then also just finding ways to prioritize yourself in other ways right Maybe you need to take a day off from school or from work to kind of just relax and like balance out your mental health again. Um, or maybe you take up a hobby that you really, really enjoy and that you can um, kind of incorporate into your life so that you have something to look forward to, right? Just little things like that. Um, the third fact is that suicidal thoughts and attempts are rising in the black community. So for black Americans between the ages of 18 and 25, um, in 2008, it was found that 6% of them had suicidal thoughts and 1.5% of them had suicidal attempts. Um, and 10 years later, they did the same study and they found that has increased to 9.5% of black Americans having suicidal thoughts and 2.4% having suicidal attempts. Um, these may seem like small increases, um, but they are significant and it just shows that they are rising. Um, and I don't see them falling anytime soon, especially with the pandemic and with all stuff that happened um with like george floyd's death and everything just how that has increased the pain and the stress in the black community i think is going to just keep causing those rates to increase and that's why it's really important to have conversations about these things so that you know people don't feel like they have to be strong and they have to pretend that they're okay they can have these open conversations be like yeah I'm, I'm not okay it's like okay what can I do to help you do you need help finding a therapist do you need help um prioritizing your time what can I help you with right 
I think it's important to have those conversations and to be more open about it. I know it's something that's really hard to be open about. Um, but the more we talk about it and the more we kind of bring it into conversations, the more people are aware of it and the less it becomes um, like something negative to look at, right? Um, and instead can become something where like, okay, well, we have resources that we can help you. So let's figure out what's best for you and let's do that, right? So I think it's really, really important. Um, the fourth fact I have is that HIV is high among black Americans. So um, in 2018, they found that 42% of the 38,000 new HIV diagnoses um, were among black Americans, which is insane to me. That's nearly half of those new diagnoses, right? And I just want to remind you, like, keep this in mind that only 13% of the U.S. population is um, black or African-American. So that's, that's really, really high. Um, and a lot of it has to do with um, the HIV stigma, um, discrimination, homophobia, and social, uh, socioeconomic status issues that limit the access to HIV prevention services. Um, and, you know, I th it's such a hard thing because there are um, preventions for HIV. And it's just making sure that people are educated on it and they're not afraid to have those conversations and um, go and seek out those services. Um, so, yeah. And the fifth fact I have is that Alzheimer's disease is more prevalent in, um, in African Americans. Um, so black Americans are two times more likely to develop Alzheimer's disease than white Americans, um, which is crazy to think about. And again, like black Americans only make up 13% of the US population. Um, and to see that the rates are that much higher is really scary. Um, I'm not exactly sure why or if researchers even know why that is a thing, but um, it is a very curious thing, I think. Um, so yeah, if you are curious enough to look into it before I do, uh, you know, feel free to let me know what you find out because that is very interesting um, and kind of scary to be honest. Um, so the next fact I have is that diabetes related risks are greater for African Americans um, compared to white Americans. So I have a few stats within this. So um, black Americans are 60% more likely to be diagnosed with diabetes compared to white Americans. Um, black Americans are three and a half times more likely to be diagnosed with end-stage renal disease compared to white Americans, which is related to diabetes. Um, they are 2.3 times more likely to be hospitalized for lower limb amputations. 
um, and 1.6 times more likely to experience visual impairment, and then two times more likely to die from diabetes. All of this compared to white Americans, um, which is very scary statistics to be honest, because um, diabetes in general is really high in the U.S. Um, and I know quite a few people who have been diagnosed with diabetes um, and just to know that as a black individual if you get diagnosed with diabetes you are two times more likely to die compared to a white individual who gets diagnosed it's just like it's it it tells you that there's a difference in the treatment and the services being provided to the black community from the healthcare system, right? Because um, while diabetes doesn't have like a proven cure necessarily, it does have prevention treatments that help increase your um, life expectancy and your quality of life. And so um, it's just really sad to see that black Americans aren't like getting access to and being able to receive those services and those treatments that can help them um, have those things. Um, my next fact is that 35.9% of black children ages 2 to 19 years old are overweight or obese. Um, that is really high. Um, it's not entirely surprising to me. It is higher than um, when compared with white children. Um, I don't think it's by much. I think white children are about at 28%. Um, so it is still higher, but um, both of those numbers are bad. <laughs> um, the U.S. rate of obesity is just really bad and really high and something that needs to be changed, I think. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's over a third of black children being overweight or obese. And so that's a really high statistic. Um, and that's why I think it's so important to, you know, be educated early on, um, as a child, like within the school system and by parents on what healthy diets look like and how eating balanced meals and kind of just a balanced diet is really important for your health um and then just making sure that black communities are able to access those things i know a lot of the time it, the struggle comes from you know people who live in poverty and aren't able to afford fresh fruits and vegetables or not living near a grocery store that offers those things and so they're constantly just buying fast food and that's what's available to them and what's affordable for them um the next fact i have is that there's greater prevalence of asthma among black children so 12.6 percent of black children um have asthma compared to 7.7% of white children having asthma. Um, again, that is really, really high, especially when you compare it with um, 
white children and how there's only 7.7%. That's almost two times more for the black children to be diagnosed with asthma. Um, and again, I'm not entirely sure why um, higher rates. It may be a genetic thing or it could be an environmental type of thing. So um, I would be curious to know more about that. But yeah, it's really high for black children. Um, then the last fact I have is probably something I found very interesting and intriguing and something I never would have considered. Um, but the beverage industry disproportionately targets African-American children. In 2013, they did a study and they found that black children saw twice as many TV ads for high sugary beverages compared to white children. Um, and I find this very interesting um, to think that based on not necessarily your race, but maybe more your location, um, you're being targeted by different companies and different um, industries in different ways compared to other people, right? So like high communities with high rates of African-Americans seem to be receiving more ads that are related to sugary beverages and um, greater consumption of sugary beverages is associated with an increased risk of obesity. So that kind of plays into the previous fact I shared about 35.9% um, of black children being overweight or obese. Um, and obviously sugary beverages aren't the only thing. There's probably other things that are being disproportionately targeted with like um, fast food um, and probably like candies and stuff like that. So high sugary things and then uh, probably lower target for things like getting active movement into your day and living a healthy balanced lifestyle, right? And those all probably come together and produce these statistics that cause this disproportionate um, negative impact on the black community's health. Um, so those are just a few of the facts I wanted to share today. There were a ton more I came across and I was like, oh, that'd be so interesting to share. Um, but. I wanted to keep this relatively short and um, kind of not take up too much of your time. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or if you learned anything new, please go share it with a friend. And as always, have a great weekend. And I look forward to seeing you guys again next week on the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. Wow.